Let's give our young people hands of appreciation. <laughs> Hallelujah. We must be intentional in raising the next generation for Christ. Hallelujah. We must always uh, be intentional in raising the next generation that will preach the, the, the gospel. Hallelujah. The next generation that will take the, the gospel to the nations. So, so, so we cannot uh, uh, compromise when, when it comes to that. Hallelujah. Because our, our God is a generational God. He, he introduces himself as God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he is a generational God. Hallelujah. So we love our, our young people and we will always uh, uh, give them an opportunity to serve along us. Hallelujah. Because our mandate goes beyond our current generation. Hallelujah. So we must raise uh, uh, Amma 2000 uh, 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 to go and preach to their peers. Uh, 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 some of us, uh, we are uh, technophobic. We, we are scared of technology. So, 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 so we cannot go to the next generation when we are uh, scared of technology. You know, my, my dad, uh, I think he's 76 or something. Uh, you can buy him the most expensive phone. All he wants is to phone. He does not want complications. Uh, he just wants to make a call and to receive a call. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we thank God for the young people. Uh, as, as they minister, we encourage them. We love them. Praise Jesus. Uh, this morning, our task is a little bit simple. Uh, we want to talk about money lessons. Hallelujah. So there's, there's a book that I penned uh, uh, some time ago called Money Lessons from the Book of Proverbs. So we, we spoke as the elders that maybe I must have a session and then uh, we'll have the book for sale and all proceeds will go to the building. Hallelujah. Uh, so we just want to touch, uh, this, this morning I think we'll just touch on two concepts. Uh, and then... Uh, and then we'll, we'll end it there. Praise, praise the Lord. So, uh, let's start reading open maybe in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. We just want to touch on two concepts this morning. One is that work is not a case, but a part of God's will and plan for men. So, we'll start with that concept because work is how we obtain wealth. So we want to touch on that concept. The second concept that we want to, talk, to touch on is why does God want you to be rich? So we will establish uh, 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 that God wants you to be rich and what is the purpose of that? Hallelujah. So, 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 so those are the two things we want to talk about because we, we want to equip uh, uh, the saints on the area of finances as it has been. Uh, we've had a, a few series uh, talking on this topic. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14, reading it in the NLT, New Living Translation, it says, uh, lazy people are soon poor, uh, hard workers get rich. 
Hallelujah. And uh, we also see, if we can jump over quickly to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, reading it in the uh, ESV, English Standard Version. It says, the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to wake it and to keep it. Hallelujah. The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to do what? To work it and to keep it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Reading in the New King James Version says, In all labor or in all work, there is profit. But idle chatter leads only to poverty. Hallelujah. So, the, the, the first concept that we want to talk about is that work is not a curse, but it is part of God's plan and will for men. So, when we read in, 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 in Genesis 2, it says, uh, God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. So, when, when God wanted to provide for, for mankind... He, he put him in the garden to do what? To do work. So when, when God wanted to provide for the needs and the wants of men, he gave him work. Hallelujah. So uh, 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 when, when God wanted to bless mankind, what did he do? He gave him work. So work is not a, a, a curse but it is a blessing. Hallelujah. So, 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 so as Christians, we must have the correct work ethic. Hallelujah. You, we must have the correct work ethic because work is God's will and purpose for men. It, it was always God's will. It was always God's purpose for men, when God wanted to bless men, when God wanted to, to, to prosper men, when God wanted to meet the needs of men, he, prov- he provided him with work. Now, Proverbs 14.23 says, In all labor there is profit. In all labor, in all work, there is profit. Now, uh, there's, there's difference between work and job. Yes, in a job you do work, but there's a, there's a difference. And also, the, 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 the purpose of studying, you know, uh, uh, we, we go to school to study. The purpose of studying is not necessarily to get a job. The purpose of studying is to get a skill to do work. It is to equip you to get a particular skill. What the employers are looking for, it's not necessarily your certificate, but your skill. A certificate will open the door, but it is the skill that will cause you to walk through the door. I, I, I went to some interviews some time ago, and then... So I, I spoke to another friend uh, who knows the, the director 
who was interviewing me. So I asked him, hey, so your friend, why didn't he employ this other guy who had a PhD, etc., etc.? And, uh, and why, why did he employ me? You know, and says, no, this person says, I, you, you've got experience. You can do the job. You understand? So, so, so therefore, he, he chose to go for somebody who does not have a PhD and a nice title, but for somebody who can do the job. So, what the employers are looking for is for your skill, your ability, proven ability that you can do the job. And that is the purpose of studying. Hallelujah. So, so Proverbs says, in all work, in all labor, there is a prophet. They say, they say, they say, guy who, who, who does a, a, a garden in my house. He comes every Thursday. So, how I hired him, I saw him doing work in my neighbor, and I liked how he was doing the work. So I spoke to my neighbor. I says, "Hey, can I talk to this guy? Can he also come and do work in my?" in my house. So, uh, I don't, we don't have a formal contract. He's been working for me for about four years or so. Uh, if everybody, so he comes only once, once a week. So, if everybody pays him what, they, what I pay him, he probably earns five to six thousand a month. Uh, for doing work, I, I, I didn't, we didn't sign anything. He comes, he to work, he goes home, goes to my neighbors, the whole street, and, 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 and all that. So, when God wants to meet your needs, he gives you work. When, when, when God wants to meet you, because it's already declared, in all work, whether you are sweeping the streets or you are a CEO in the office, in all work, there is profit. Hallelujah. If you want to engage in a, an activity that has profit, do work. Hallelujah. In, in all work, there is profit. So work, the concept that we want to talk about briefly is that work is not a case, but part of God's will and plan for men. The case comes only in Genesis chapter 3. But before the case comes, the, the, the case comes, God already has already declared that I will put you here, you will do work. Because you've got needs. So this is how I'm going to provide for you, through work. Not through laziness. It says here, it says, lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. So, so, so God is not going to provide for us through laziness. Uh, 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 you know, when, when Israel was moving through, uh, uh, through the desert, God provided manna for them. But what happened when they got into the promised land? The principle of work was, was also uh, reactivated. They had to work again. So, so, so manna was just a, a, a temporary solution because these people were on a journey. So God does not expect us to live with manna, but through work. Because when they got into the promised land, they had to go back to the principle of work. They had to work uh, uh, even the land. 
Hallelujah. Because uh, uh, God will not break the principle of work. God will not break the principle that says in all work, in all labor, uh, there is a profit. So as, 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 as Christians, we must have a good work ethic. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians, let's quickly go there, chapter 4. Verse 11 to 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse, verse 11 to 12. Reading in the New Living Translation, the Bible says, Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business, and doing what? Working with your hands. Just as we instructed you before, then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others. Hallelujah. Make it your goal to live a quiet life. You see, when you are busy, when you are occupied, you will lead and live a quiet life. Why? Because you are busy with work. You will mind your own business. Why? Because your hands are occupied. You are busy with your own business. You don't have time for all these other things. Why? Because you, your hands, you are working with your own hands. Paul says, just as we've, we've instructed you before. So this was not a new instruction. That people must work was not a new instruction. But he was repeating the instruction. He says, then people who are not believers will respect the way you, you live and you will not have to depend on others. Only our children must depend on us. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, but we must work with our own hands. Because God has given us brains and hands. So Paul is instructing us, he says, mind your own business and uh, work with your own hands. Hallelujah. So, 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 so it is not rude to say to people, mind your own business. Be occupied. Work with your own hands. Hallelujah. It's biblical. Hallelujah. So, 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 so as, as, as Christians, as God's people, we must have a correct work ethic. Why? Because that's how we obtain wealth. That's, that, that's how we obtain wealth, by, by, by working with our hands. Now, we want to move over to the, to the second concept. Why, why does God want us to be rich? Why does God want us to be rich? So, let's establish first that God wants us to be rich. Let's read in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Reading in the New King James Version of the Bible, the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, 
and he ate no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. The, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he ate no sorrow with it. I, I say in the book that God has no problem with you becoming rich or having riches. God has a problem with riches having you. Hallelujah. God has no problem with you having riches. He has problems with riches having you. So, so Proverbs 10.22 says, the, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. We just want to establish a principle that God wants you to be rich. And now, when you establish a principle, this, the Bible says, a matter is established by two witnesses. So we want the scripture to witness the scripture. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Hallelujah. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, that for your sake he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. So we have two scriptures that are saying the same thing as we are trying to establish this principle, that God wants you to be rich. So on the cross, we always say on the cross there was a great exchange on the cross. He, he took our sin and gave us righteousness. Hallelujah. And where we, we have read, the Bible says, he took our poverty and gave us riches. So there was, there was a great exchange on the cross. Hallelujah. So, 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 so therefore we establish that God uh, 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 wants us to be rich. For what purpose? So let's, let's answer the why. Why does God want us to be rich? In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to, to get wealth or to obtain wealth. That he may establish his covenant, which he saw to your fathers as it is this day. So why, why, why does God want you to be rich? Moses says, he says, always remember the Lord your God because this God gives you power gives you ability, he empowers you to, be, to obtain wealth or to be rich. Hallelujah. So, so, so it, to pray a biblically aligned prayer, you must pray that God empower me to be rich. Give me the, uh, the power, the ability to obtain wealth. He says, 
God gives you this power to obtain wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant. That he may establish his covenant. And I want us to read in Luke chapter 22, verse 20. Luke chapter 22, verse 20. Where Jesus talks about this covenant. Because God gives us power to obtain wealth that he may establish his covenant. Now, in Luke 22, verse 20, he says, Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So, on the cross, the blood of Jesus was shed, and that blood uh, uh, is the one that seals and establishes this new covenant. So, so, so therefore, uh, that's why God says, or, or, or Christ says in Matthew 28, 19, says, go and make disciples of all nations. In, in, in Mark 16, 15, he says, go and preach the gospel to all people everywhere. Why? To bring people into this new covenant. Because there is a new covenant that was cut on the cross. When Jesus' blood was shed, a new covenant was cut and was established. And you enter into this new covenant through the blood that was shed. So God has sent the church to go and make disciples and preach the gospel to establish this new covenant so that man can have a relationship with God, can have a covenant with God. Hallelujah. So, God wants to establish this covenant on the earth. And he has therefore sent the church to do that. And, 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 and that's why he wants you to be rich. Because this mission is very expensive. We, we've sent a team to Rwanda and it's very expensive. And, and the, the purpose why they are there is to expand this kingdom. But the mission is very expensive. That's why God wants you to be rich. Hallelujah. Because God wants to establish his covenant on the earth. Now, uh, God, God, God has, has a desire. Or he has a will. A simple desire. In, 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 in 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 2, verse, 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 verse 3 and 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. The Bible says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, if God is our master and we are his servants, therefore, what he desires becomes what a command unto us. As, as his servants, therefore, we want to fulfill the desires of our master. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read you something very profound about David in 2 Samuel chapter 23. Verse 15 to 17. And I am convinced that David 
as a king, as a lord, as a master, he had better servants than God. I am convinced that, or at least David's servants had a, a, a better understanding of servanthood than the church or than the saints. This is what David's servants did. Because as a master, he also had a longing, a desire. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15, it says, And David said with a longing, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. So, 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 so David just had a random desire. He just said, ah, I wish I can drink from that well in Bethlehem that is by the gate. Just a longing, a desire. And his servants who understood that the longing of their master is their command. They went in jeopardy, risking their lives. They had to fight through the army of the Philistines and break through that army. Three people fighting through an army, break through the army, going to Bethlehem, get water, and give it to their king. And David says... God, I can't do this. I am Lord, I am King, I am Master. I cannot do this. This will be equivalent to drinking the blood of this man. And he poured it out as a sacrifice to the Lord. He says, God, far be it from me. I, I cannot. I cannot do this thing. So, so God says to us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Three to four. He says he desires. He it's a desire. He says, I desire that all men be saved. It's just a random desire. I desire. God has a desire. God, God says, I have a longing. I I just desire. I've got it's it's just a random desire that people would go to Rwanda so that people can be saved. I just have a desire. I have a desire. As servants of this God, our servant wood is measured by the us fulfilling the desire of the king. Because we have a king who has a desire. Just, just a desire. God says, I just, I just have a desire. Randomly, I have a desire for people to be saved. I, 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 
I, I have a desire. So, so I hope you will understand why God wants you to be rich. Because he has a desire that this gospel must be preached to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. That's why he wants you to be rich. Perhaps you thought he wants you to be rich to drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> I, I, say, I say in the book, I say, God sent us to the world. He says, go ye unto all the world. But what we do is that we want to show people that we have arrived. God says, go, but we want to show people that we have arrived. Hence the Lamborghini, so that when it parked there, it says, yo, Moahi has arrived. But has he gone? No, he can't go because the debit, the Lamborghini takes 60%. How can he go when his purpose is to show that he has arrived? He, he, he cannot go. Hallelujah. So, so, so God has a purpose for wealth. That's why he wants us to be rich. Hallelujah. Let me read you a few things and then want to close. When we have a, 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 a preacher who preaches somewhere there, uh, they want to finish on time as well so that they can go and go and preach there. So don't trust, don't trust people's motives. I just want to read you 10 quick things as we are going to close. From, from, directly from the book. One, it says, it is impossible to build wealth when you have already spent money you have not yet earned. It's impossible to build wealth when you have already spent money you have not yet earned. You have already liquidated your future. The, the money you are going to earn in December is spent today. So, how are you going to build wealth when you are working backwards? So, it's impossible to build wealth when you have already spent money you have, you have not earned, when you have already liquidated your future. And then, wealth is defined as having multiple streams of income from various asset classes even across many geographical locations and currencies. Hallelujah. So, wealth is having multiple streams of income. So, you must have a job, you must have a, a side hustle, you must, have, you must have some cows, you must own some gold, you must own some shares, you must earn some dividends. So, you must have multiple streams. You must have some small anyana business on the side. Multiple streams of income. That's how wealth is created. Number three, 
Generosity unlocks and manifests God's blessings in your life. So you must be a river, not a dam. A a river flows. So let the river flow. Don't just hold and keep and keep, but give. Let the river flow. Hallelujah. Number four, this is what we discussed today. Work is not a case, but part of God's plan and will for men. Hallelujah. Number five, invest in your means of production or your ability to earn. And then you will have sustainable and durable success. Always be growing and obtaining new skills. Always be upgrading your skills. Where, where I work, there is what is called uh, 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 in the job training. There's also what is called uh, so you, you get points by doing workshops and attending conferences and seminars. Hallelujah. So you get recognized and get more points. Why? Because you are always uh, uh, gaining new knowledge and new skills. Hallelujah. So you, you, you must be able to do different things. Don't go to YouTube only to watch naked people. Go to YouTube to gain new skills, new trainings. Develop yourself beyond your own education and training. Develop your own skills. So, 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 so always invest in your means of production. Add new knowledge. Number six, wealth is generational. It is like a baton that is passed from one generation to the next. Wealth is generation. When you read in Proverbs, there's a verse that, that says, I didn't prepare it now in my notes, but it's in the book. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Don't eat everything. Leave something. For the young ones coming up, don't eat everything. A good man leaves an inheritance. Don't eat, don't liquidate your future. Leave something. Hallelujah. Leave something so that when the, when the parents passes, you don't spend decades mourning. You mourn, but when the lawyers come to read the will, uh, you, you get comforted. Says, My father was a good man. He left me something. Now we cry. We're still crying. A, a, a good man Leaves an inheritance. Be a good man. Be a good woman. Don't eat everything. If you earn 10,000, don't spend 12,000. Spend seven, 8,000. So that you can save some, give some. Live below your means. 
don't, don't eat everything so that you, you leave something. Number seven, God is the source. Gold is a resource. Worship God as a master. Use gold as a servant. Hallelujah. Use gold as a servant because God is a good master. Gold is a bad master. It's, it's, it's a bad master. That's why Christ says, he says, the love of God. So I, I discussed this, this principle. Uh, I go in detail into it in the book. The, the, the love of money. Money, when you, when you ascribe love, it's equivalent to ascribing worship and therefore exalting it as a God and a master. And, and it's, it's, it's a tool to be used, not a God to be worshipped. Use it to buy food, to help the poor. Use it. Don't worship it. Acquire it and use it. Don't worship it like the Israelites. When, 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 they, were, when they were in the desert, they, they built a, 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 a calf out of gold and worshipped it. Don't worship it. Use it for the advancement of the kingdom. God is a source. Gold is a resource to be used. Number eight. Success is not only monetary. Or it's not only financially. True prosperity is succeeding in your finances, in your family, in your health, socially, and in your spiritual life. So when, 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 when the Bible talks about, uh, especially the word peace in the Bible, it, it's, it's, it's the Hebrew word shalom, which means prosperity in every aspect of your life. So, 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 so prosperity is not only uh, 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 financially, but it's in every aspect. It's wealth and health. It's in every aspect of your life. And, and number nine, Jesus did not come only to deliver us from sin, but also to set us free from poverty. This one we, we, we touched on it in the preaching. And then lastly, Poverty is not a lack of resources, but a state of mind. Hallelujah. Poverty is not only a lack of resources, but it's a state of mind. It's how you think. That's poverty. Why? Because your thoughts, somebody says, they become your destiny. So, be careful what you allow into your mind. Be careful of the company that you keep. And also be careful of the posts that you read on Facebook. Because that's also the company that you keep. Because Proverbs says, guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it comes the issues of life. What, what you consume in your mind shapes you. You are a product of what you consume, what you receive, what you digest in your mind, what you share, what you read. 
So be careful because poverty is not a lack of resources, but a state of your mind. Therefore, that's why the Bible says, renew your mind, transform your mind. Get the correct thoughts in your mind. Hallelujah. Why? Because poverty is not a lack of resources, but a state of mind. And, and Solomon says it right in the Proverbs. He says, as a man thinks, so is he. So, as you think, that's what you become. So, 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 so therefore, guard your heart. Guard what comes into your heart with all diligence. And if you are diligent, it means there are some people on Facebook you have to unfollow. You know, all those people who always post those other things uh, that are not constructive. You know, that is, that is guarding your heart with diligence. You don't just read everything, watch everything, but you guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, so is she. Because your, what you think, what you allow becomes your environment and it shapes you. It produces you. You become a product of your environment because that's what you allowed inside. Hallelujah. So we, 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 we want to land it here. Praise the Lord. We, 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 we want to, to, to land it here. So uh, please get the book. Uh, 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 let's build uh, let the kingdom of God advance let's stand on our feet